<laughs> I don't know whether to whoop whoop. I don't know whether to say yeah. I don't know what's going on. I know that I just like it. It is great to be on with ULZ Slee. I feel like we didn't get enough time this morning, so this is just a great way to start the afternoon. This is fantastic. Well, after listening to the open, I feel pregnant. <laughs> yeah, the peaches and herb was a bit aggressive, I but like, I'm, wow. I still like it. I still it was, like it. It was good. It was good. It was good. Definitely sure. This feels good. Our voices sound right together. I Maybe that's why like, he did Peaches and I, Herb. I almost feel like, LZ, that I'm like Travis's new girlfriend, and we're all back together, and you know he, he's meeting with you guys, and he's still so much more interested in you guys. I'm just kind of there, like, buying time. <laughs> well, then, look. You know, I'm just trying to pretend as if I'm not noticing him checking me out when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I think I we'll you. all find the balance. I think we're all going to find our place. I, I, I am going to be – I'm just going to tell you guys this up front. I'm going to get confused because I don't know whether to get ready for Ask Slee or look over my shoulder for Mysterio. I don't know I don't know which, which show I'm on or what I'm doing. I just know that I'm excited to do both. I don't think your shoulder is what you need to worry about with Mysterio. <laughs> See, that's why I don't like Mysterio. I didn't like him before. <laughs> I still don't like him. It's been a long time since I've run into him, but it's things like that that make me a little concerned. We, we are going to uh, have Mysterio on the program at some point today, so make sure that you stick around for that. If you've got a question, you can send him in uh, on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa, at Travis Rogers, at LZ Granderson. And we are going to do Ask Slee. And, and LZ, I know that uh, – the listeners wanted us to do this, but Ask Slee is just whenever you feel like it, you can fire off a question at Slee, and he has to answer it. Well, and, you it know, and it shouldn't be about sports. You know me, Travis. I hate responsibility. I'm going to delegate. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to christen Laura as the queen of the gate that decides when it should be open, and a question to Slee shall shall exit out. How's that? LZ, this is where I'm most confused. Oh, is that? <laughs> Is that the Ask Slee music? Am I supposed to ask Slee something right now? Yeah. Now's the time. Now's the time. Okay, 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 okay. Slee. Yeah. When you go to the grocery store, are you a small carter that overstuffs, or are you a big carter with too little in the big cart? That's a good question right there. That's a good question. Sometimes I just go basket, by the way, but if I'm, I'm just going to do carts here. I go small cart. I mean, I don't, I don't have a family of seven waiting at home. So I, all I need is a small cart. That's number one. Here's probably the bigger question. What do you guys do when you grab one of those carts and you kind of just start going? You're already down an aisle. Now all of a sudden you're hearing, like, the, one of the wheels is jacked up. Are you just, I'm, I'm going to freaking go with this the whole way. Or are you I going back through, and dog. putting it? I ride it too. I ride, I ride it, it too. And every time I'm riding it through, I'm like, just go back. You could have took it back nine <laughs> times by now. Nope. Nope. Cause I commit. I commit. If I if I discover the squeaky wheel, if you will, or I don't I don't mind the squeaky wheel. It's the stiff wheel that won't move. <laughs> you can't make that turn. That you can't, can't avoid make the traffic turn. coming the other direction. I would much rather, because I'm such a dumbass man, I would much rather lift the basket <laughs> and scoot it. Then just push it back to the front and get a fresh basket. So, LZ, so LZ, I do the I do the looking at you know other people looking at me like, bro, are you really taking this cart? I kind of look at him. I'm sorry, I know, I know. You know what I, I do? Took it back. I yell out "Black Lives Matter." And I usually resolve the situation. <laughs> yeah, that'll get him to back off. <laughs> hey, no, it's cool. Your cart's uh, fine, sir. Your cart's totally fine. Is it too soon? Oh, he's running around Trader Joe's with his chest out. I, yeah, who who I, runs this place? I, I want to go what, back. What? 
I want to go back to the basket option because that always feels a little dainty to me. You know, I don't. I, I feel like I'm going to a picnic. I, I don't know whether I'll carry it like a suitcase. I don't know whether to put it in the crook of my elbow. I carry mine and, like a thug, man. <laughs> okay, oh. now now that how do you carry a grocery little basket like a thug? I, I'm very curious how that works. He uses one handle. He uses you one use handle. One, you use one hand and you swing it around, make a lot of space for yourself. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm too much man for, like, one little section of area. I need, like, two areas. Okay, LZ, here's here's another one for you. You start with a cart, Mm -hmm. and then you're just starting to put things in. Like, why didn't I just grab a basket? You should have just grabbed a basket. I'm I'm all in on just staying with the uh, – or no, let me play that opposite. I start with a basket – Knew I should have got a cart, but I'm not going back for a cart. Now it's just way too much in this basket, and I'm holding uh, some sparkling water and a full bottle of water. It makes no sense at all. Have you guys ever noticed the the basket guy, the basket gym guy, to be more specific? I haven't been in a gym in 30 years, so you're going to have to be more specific. I will tell you. The basket gym guy (laughs) is the one that has the basket, right, Mm -hmm. and unnecessarily lifts it up so that his bicep is flexed as he carries it. He's peacocking it. He's peacocking it. You know, (laughs) at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I put in some time in the gym, and uh, this 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 half gallon of milk and loaf of bread is nothing. I was in the grocery store. I could put a dozen apples in here and still be walking up and down this aisle. Travis, I swear to you, I was with Steve in the grocery store, and we saw this dude flexing hard with like some organic fruit in his basket, but lifting it up like all curled up. And I was just like, see, he's doing crunches right now and curls. We don't even know it. He's lifting about five or six pounds of grapes right there, getting it in. I Probably got a spot. I, I, I asked for a spot at the grocery store. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm carrying anything too heavy, I'm, I, my back's about to go out. Hey, these you, watermelons are two for five. Could I get a spotter, please? <laughs> the only downside for me is that they don't have those Costco flat dollies at the grocery store. Because that's kind of what, what I'm the hell's for. wrong with you? <laughs> those things are awful. No, you, LZ, you can put a TV and a coffin <laughs> and diapers and you know everything you could ever there are imagine. No boundaries. It has no boundaries. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to stack those things for the oversized Chad, items. Is, your TV can hang off both sides. That, that thing is literally just for Home Depot. If you're building a home, you should not be <laughs> grabbing that many things. Thank you. At a local Costco. I don't I even like, like it at Home Depot because the turns, man. I have a phobia of wide turns. <laughs> of wide turns. Yeah, I just. It's just a weird thing. I keep having this perpetual nightmare of like me crashing head on into the car that's in the other lane because of a oh, wide that, turn. We, we should probably explore that feeling. Why? It's why? Ask Lee. It's not ask I need to hear more about this. Ask Lee. Ask Lee. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious, but see, this is why Ask Lee is so good because we just found out a lot of people's grocery store etiquette through this whole thing. This is important. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is very, very important. You guys don't have that phobia, by the way. Uh, not of that wide one. turning. I've got I've got a lot of other phobias, but not not the one where my car. I mean, I have the steering wheel in my hand. I can turn it tight if I want to. You ever had you ever had LZ somebody behind you with a with a cart like they're way too close? Like, you're gonna hit my ankle. Just give it a second. Like <laughs> I do yeah, give a yeah, look. What, yeah, you have to do I, I, something. I do, you got to kind of like give you the territory and the space. It's got to be a mutual respect there in the lane. Last year, though, at the height of the quarantine, I gave a death stare, man, and all you saw was like locks and eyeballs. <laughs> the mask and everything is all covered up. So I'm just staring you down like, hey, you, look, you're too I, close, I, well, man. I think we're all glad that we're coming out of the quarantine. We're getting back to some normalcy. There, there are some things about that that I do miss already. 
namely everyone keeping a very healthy amount of space between everyone else. All of these things, like I actually had somebody touch me, handing me change the other day. It was horrifying. I had I had forgotten how weird it is when yeah they I had my hand out there handing me the change and instead of just dropping it into the palm of my hand they set it in there I'm like well there's something I'm getting sick for sure now Wait, wait wait hold on hold on we have a confessor here Joe K Town Cha just tweeted us and says I'm that basket gym guy. And when you look at his emoji, I think he is the basket gym guy. Uh, uh, oh, no. he's Yeah, Joe's in pretty good shape. Joe's, Joe's putting Joe's... in the work. Yeah, he is. You keep going ahead and squeezing those mangoes, dog. You gonna... <laughs> <laughs> squeezing those mangoes and shaking those sweet potatoes. That's some gains right there. Travis, oh, uh, Travis doesn't wear a shirt when he goes to the grocery store. He's just like, nah, I don't need this. I don't <laughs> yeah. need this. That's, I don't need to flex with the basket. I am we've a all, flex. We've all got our deals. So, Mm-hmm. What was you guys? We're, we're watching. We're all watching that game last night, right? We're all sitting there and counting, you know, doing our taxes and painting the room because it took forty nine hours to play the last thirty seconds of that game. <laughs> but when the shot goes in, when Aiton gets that lob and dunks it through, your first thoughts were what? What a hell of a play! Quickly followed by, "I must be a transplant." <laughs> because the natural LA response is the Clippers clipped. But I'm still so basketball-ish first. I was like going, holy cow. How did Jay Crowder throw the perfect pass? Oh, my God. Devin Booker threw a screen with a broken nose. And 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 DeAndre Aiden, look at that athleticism. I went there first. And it was only after I went there first, guys, that I went and the Clippers clipped. Mm. And then I said, damn it. You're not L.A. yet, boy. You're not L.A. Because the <laughs> Because the first yeah, that's response, not your first reaction, right? The first response should have been the Clippers clipped. <laughs> Slee, yeah, LZ, I, I didn't. I was as confused as everybody on the court. Didn't everyone look confused? Didn't all the players like Aiton was looking at the refs like, "Can I do that?" Um, it, it looked like everybody's reaction was. You even heard the broadcast. I know Van Gundy kept saying, "That's a legal play. You can do it. It's not offensive goaltending." But right. there was so much confusion. That I'm like, "Wait a minute. Does that count? Does it not count?" That, that was my initial reaction. Dust started to settle. First thing I thought of, how did PG miss those two free throws? That, that's honestly that's Wait, that's the first thing that went, went through my mind. That was the first thing. How did Paul George miss two crucial free throws? That went <laughs> L- through your LZ, head. LZ, think about this. This I dude did. was at the free throw line, had a chance to at minimum, at minimum, send the game to overtime. As in, What's you know, they again? hit a two. This dude you speak of. What's his name again? PG. PG. Okay. I, I, I just forgot if I used my money else. Okay, keep going. Keep going. LZ, this guy, you know, I, I mentioned this to Travis in the morning. You're not going to find a bigger Laker fan than me. I kind of had some sympathy for Paul George. I kind of sat there. I'm like, this guy already this is, gets blasted. This is where blasted. Slee and I went opposite directions this morning, LZ. LZ. It makes you a good person. I don't know LZ. if it makes you a great sportsman. This you dude gets blasted every single day, and there's some reason for it. He has not come through in these big playoff situations, all that stuff, and he gave himself a nickname. That wasn't smart. Did you say I, a nickname? <laughs> That's part of the problem. P. Playoff yeah. P. That's the worst nickname you can oh, give for yourself. 2 P, Pandemic P, Side of the Backboard P, you, We Lost I, Again P. Take your pick, P. I thought the free throws. I, I went through the full spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like you, Slee, there was a brief moment when I felt, felt sorry for him. And you know when that moment was? After the first free throw because it rimmed out on him. Mm-hmm. That was and a was good like, stroke. I was like, damn. 
I was like, well, you know, just got to stroke the second one. When he bricked the second one, though, <laughs> I went from feeling sorry for him from, damn, dog, for real. <laughs> you almost had me. He almost had When he scored that layup to put them up one after they just kept climbing and fighting and fighting yep. and fighting, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, is this really the moment for PG? Is this really it? Well, he just put them up and then – well, look, I, and he had the moment, and he had the moment, LZ, where he hit that jumper before over Crowder. Right. So he but had it, a couple of so different. Hit his jumper. Guys, it's yep. so different. The, 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 the dynamic of those shots versus the dynamic of the free throws is totally different. And Slee, we talked about this this morning, and maybe you guys don't know, but there's a show called Travis and Slee that comes on at 8.55 <laughs> in the morning, and you guys should all listen to that. But mm-hmm. we were talking about that this morning. Hitting a shot in the rhythm of a game, you just do it. Right, yep. I mean, it's it's something Paul Paul uh, George has done a thousand times. You're open, you let it go, you make it or you miss it, and you play defense, and you go back and you run down and you pick up your man, and you just play basketball. Right, that layup, the up and under, it's something he's done a thousand times. But now yep. there's under ten seconds to go. Mm-hmm. You have the lead. Now you're supposed to win. You mm-hmm. can put this game on ice. There's no defense. Everyone's looking at you, and that's the dynamic of I have time to think about it. I have time to yep. think about it if it goes wrong. I have time to think about it if the first one misses. Now what? And the second that first one missed, you could you could almost read it was like a cartoon character where the bubble pops open over his head and it goes, "Oh blank, here we go again." You could I almost know. see it because I the second know. one came in so damn hot. I think hot. they have to replace the game <laughs> or replace the rim for game five, assuming we get back there. I mean, that thing came in like a rocket. He had it no did. chance of making that. And I was like. You didn't shoot the first one short. No, it was fine. It just missed. Like like normally, you know, you could see the over adjust. Yep. Right, exactly. But it wasn't a necessary over adjust. It just grazed the rim and because of the rotation it rimmed out on you. That dude shot the second one like and now and the, the funny part was I was watching the other players try to like pump him up still. <laughs> No, but you, they weren't buying but it. You, that was the most half-hearted thing in the world. But you know, they were so half-hearted. Oh, you know, back, <laughs> back in their mind. Mm-hmm. Right, in the back of their minds, they're like going, dang, dog, they were right about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, like you were saying, LZ, because before the lob, right, before the lob with, with Aiton, I'm thinking, you know what? The Clippers have figured something out. They dodged yeah. this book because – my first thought was when he missed was clips clipped because I'm from here and I've seen right. this movie and I know how it goes. And then when they got the call after Booker's fingernail touched the ball, when they got right. that call, when the ball went out of bounds and they're pinned in the corner, I'm thinking, you know what? They're going to die. This, this has changed. They lose Kawhi and they still win. They go on right. the road and they don't have their best player and they still win. And, I'm, and then sure as you know what, Dunk came over. It's like, Wait, of course the clip is clipped. I think, Trav, I think, and I know we got to go to a break here, but I think this is different than clips clipped. I think this one is different than some of those other scenarios that played out in the past, but we can get to it after the break. We will get to that after the break. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing health care one person at a time. And, guys, I'm scared of somebody, and I want you to help me through it. I'll tell you who it is next. That's coming up. It is Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, I'm Travis, but we're going to do that today. We're going to go to my old stomping ground, Santa Barbara. We're going to check in with Mondo Alvarez. You are today's Bash for Cash contestant. How you doing, Mondo? Guys, thanks for taking my call. Today is the magic day the Dodgers are going to do it. All right, here's how it works. You know how it works. You pick a Dodger player to hit a home run, and in what inning you expect that home run to happen. If you predict the right player, you get 800 bucks. If you predict the right player and the inning, you get 1600 Here's the catch, though. If we don't have a correct prediction, tomorrow's cash prize goes up to $900 and $1,800, respectively. That is some big, big dough. All right, Mondo, give us your prediction. Which Dodger player and which inning tonight against the Padres? Cody Ballinger in the sixth inning, and, man, I could use that money for my new car's gas. <laughs> All right, Good luck, bro. Bono. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully you get that before, you know, Gavin Newsom raises the tax rates again or something. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Ballinger is an interesting choice, too. I mean, just you off know. of the uh, IL. Exactly. Yeah, right out the gate, not even wasting time. He's, he's putting his money on Ballinger. There you go. Make sure to listen tomorrow at 4.15 where we'll have another Bash for Cash contestant. And special thanks to Oni, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit Oni.com for more information today. All right, guys. So I was watching the game last night like you were, like pretty much everybody was. And (laughs) I I have a confession to make. You guys won't think less of me, right? By the way, LZ, just a heads up. uh, Travis took a four-hour nap yesterday. And the day before that. And the day before that. Four hours. Four-hour nap? I got wiped out, LZ. By? By a bug that's going through my house. It got my older son first. It got me, and now the youngest boy is wiped out as well. It's a stomach thing and everything that goes along with that. So, it doesn't rhyme with Sharona, does it? It, 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 it No, it does not, but it okay. uh, it rhymes with <laughs> – I can't say what I was going to rhyme it with. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's it's something you don't want. It's something where you have something. Does it have rhyme to make. with the pits? Yeah, yes, it does, and it's sometimes with the arfs. <laughs> And, and, you get, and sometimes you have to make the choice between the two. And so that's what I was dealing with uh, the last three years. Yeah, I, I spent the better part of 18 hours in bed on Sunday, Father's Day. Great way to spend that, by the way. I highly recommend it. And then the last couple of days, I couldn't – I'd do the show, and then I'd immediately go to bed. And that was the end. It's the last you'd see of me for the day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Saltine crackers and Coca-Cola. That was his uh, – that's his menu for the last couple and of days. And applesauce. You keep leaving off and the applesauce, applesauce That's right. That's right. still fault. eating applesauce? I thought we talked about this on the morning show. Well, I, I'm not kidding me, LZ, when I say this. I have not eaten applesauce since the last time I got the stomach flu, which is probably 10 years ago. <laughs> but it was with like, all right, I think I can keep some I, applesauce, saltines, and dry English muffins. That was my diet for well, two Here's days. the question, though. Um, have you hit your ideal body weight yet? Like, you know, See, the abs like showing? I feel like you're setting me up for something. <laughs> no, I'm just curious about my friend's conditioning. That's all. No, no, I, 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 uh, I feel better. I feel um, emptier, if that's if that's a word. <laughs> I feel like I'm at. Uh, I'm closer to my fighting weight than I have been in quite some time. But uh, Travis exactly. is a uh, forty right now. He's doing it in ten flat. Ten flat. He could do the forty right now. Oh, you know. Speaking of that's the race, that's not bad. That's not bad, actually. That's not Somebody bad. had an ask Slee this morning, LZ. Maybe you should take this one. They asked hmm. if Slee and I competed in a long distance running race, who would win? 
Ooh. And how, we, and we, Travis talking? said 5K. How are we defining long distance? We, we said 10, 10K. 10, oh, 10K. 10K. A 10K? Yeah. yeah. I got sleep. See, that's what I said. Slee picked me, and I think that's a terrible decision. No, he no, picked you happened? because he's trying to make sure he wins by overstuffing your ego. <laughs> that doesn't. It's that's, pretty that's full. A, that's pretty, LZ. That's that's pretty good right there. But I also picked him because I I figured by mile one and a half miles in, I'd pull a hamstring and I'm out six to eight weeks. So I was also strategic, knowing my body right now. Uh, Travis might just walk and eventually pass me because I ran too fast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my my top speed is not a is anyone else's walking speed. So we, we can brief, maybe we should do a fundraiser or something. We can come up. With I, I just think I just think you would get sidetracked, Travis. I think if you did a ten k at the five k mark, you would see a restaurant and be like, "To hell with this." <laughs> well, no, see, okay, that's that's mostly true. But I've completed ten k's before. I've even done a half marathon. I've done a Ragnar. I've done some road work. Hey, well, Travis, I was how only far half a marathon. Tra- did you see a restaurant? That's why I was only half. It was, it was, to be the it, it was just in a circle around my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. Trav, how far are you right now? I'm at Jersey Mike's. Do you want something or no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up something to eat. Why not? You got to fuel through the race, Slee. So, oh, yes. Excellent. Slee, yes. when you're trying to unwind with libations, do you go with the brown liquor or the red wine? Hmm. Uh, this is a perfect example. This weekend mm-hmm. was in Big Bear for a couple days. Let's just say uh, everyone's invited to the party. So one afternoon, I thought, you know what? Uh, bourbon sounds really good right now. I was going to mm. do some barbecuing, so I did some, bur- or I had some bourbon. But then by the time I got to the evening, I wanted some red wine. So I, I will not discriminate against, but I'm not doing much of, I'm, I'm not doing tequilas. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm just not crazy about it. I'd rather do bourbon, bourbon or I do wine. Neatly? Are we just doing that neat? Are we mixing it with something or what? I put I, I put some uh, I put some ice in it and that's it. I don't put anything else in it. So just rocks. Oh, he's yeah. a man. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got putting hair on his chest. I knew you were a man. See, whoever wrote that in the bathroom, they were lying. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, trying to throw us off the scent. See, you're yeah, clever. He's, you're clever. Slee's all about misdirection. Right? I see that now. That's I can, how I'm he's gonna set you up, up over here and go over there. That's By the way, George uh, didn't miss the free throws. He made them, but Slee stepped in and gave us an alternate universe. I understand now. <laughs> I like it. I absolutely so th- th- like this it. is. By the way, this is why I said I, I don't know if you can define yesterday. I probably this won't be a popular one. That the Clippers clipped. And the only reason why I say that is because every time that we can confidently sit back and say, "Here's the Clippers. They did it again." I'm thinking of when they blew a three games to one lead. Which I'm time? thinking I'm thinking the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan times where the expectations were, okay, well, of course they're going to get past this round. I, listen, I, I have not come into this Phoenix series, even though that was such an opportunity for them yesterday to tie the series 1-1 before Chris Paul comes back. I don't think, you know, we'll see what happens with Kawhi. They're kind of doing it on a game-to-game basis. I, I don't think the expectations were there for them to win that game um, and I, I guess just ultimately for me, since Kawhi Leonard left, I'm like, okay, well, what what can we possibly expect from the Clippers? I think they've surpassed those expectations. Now, in that moment where Paul George can hit two free throws, give him a two- or a three-point lead, I get the Clippers clipping at that moment, but I guess my expectations are different since Kawhi went down. That's why I say I don't think this is as usual as a Clippers clipping moment. The, the 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 runway is wide open for them. Chris Paul didn't play in those first two games. I get it. Kawhi's not there. That's a big loss. But Chris Paul's not there. 
That's not the Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis standing over there. That's not KD or Steph Curry or one of these guys that's gotten marks from being in this position a thousand times in a row. They're as green as you are. And, and this is the best opportunity that you're ever going to get. I get it. You're fighting, you know, with something less than your best. But I don't know, man. It, that just feels like an excuse to me. that they, they should have won that game last night. They should have won that game, and they didn't because a very good free throw shooter missed two. Well, I, I, I would say they should have stolen that game last night. Like, they trailed the entire game. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a game they were – winning and then let slip away it was a game that they hung around in and then got in position to steal Hmm. and given the amount of time that was left on the clock given the score given that Patrick Beverly was trying to already tell book you know good game (laughs) you, (laughs) you you thought that this was a scenario where the Clippers would get a chance to steal one which usually isn't what the Clippers do they don't steal games they cough them up, they, they win them, right? They hand them to you, but they don't steal them. And for me, it was the moment when you know Pat Bev had deed a book, caused a turnover, it was reviewed, and the Clippers had the ball with less than a minute to go. And I was like, going, damn, they did it. And I remember saying to myself, guys, like, oh man, Paul George is about to finally have his real moment. Absolutely, his real moment. Like what he did against against Utah was was fine um but the real moment was doing the totally unexpected you had no right doing that and you did it sort of moment well there's I'll go back to the thing I said a minute ago there's a huge difference between those two moments the moments against Utah you're not supposed to win that game nobody thought you were going to win that game you can that that's it's it's very easy and easy is the wrong word it is easier to do something when no one expects you to do it because there's mm-hmm. no down. If you, if, you, if you miss, you missed. You weren't supposed right. to be there in the first place. Right. At the line, seven seconds to go, you're an 89% free throw shooter and you missed two. That's when you're supposed to close it, and that's where he struggles. That's a 3-1 lead where you're supposed to win, where each game that you lose, you get tighter and tighter and tighter. That was a 3-1 blow in that two shots. It was the whole thing all over again in just a much smaller package. This, hey, you're, you know, you're supposed to do this now, and then poof. What do you guys think is harder in terms of if you're at the free throw line? Icing the game? So, in other words, if Paul George hits those two, he's icing the game. But if he's down, is it easier for him to try to, like, hit the two free throws to get them tied? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, like, in terms – I'm trying to get in his head. LZ, I, I made the case this morning with Trav. I was telling him – On I was which like, show, Slee? Uh, it, it's a, a show shows. that airs in the morning from 8.55 to 11 a.m. What is it called? It's the Travis Show. <laughs> the Travis <laughs> Show. Like <laughs> Travis always tells me, reminds me of this. Hey, just let's – let me use my name a little bit more. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. It moves um, the needle. It moves the needle. <laughs> it does. Clearly. Right into your veins. <laughs> LZ, I was telling, I was telling Trav, I'm like, you know, as much as we're sitting here and we're saying that's a pressure situation, that that's such a big moment, all the stuff. I, to me, real pressure is you're down one, you got to hit two free throws to give your team the lead. I thought so too. He, he had the lead. I, I, that, I thought so, so too. You don't have to feel like you feel pressure. In, in my opinion, you know, you think back some of these clutch moments. Maybe it's a Kobe or Jordan, whatever the case is. It's when they're down one and they don't care about the moment. They were up one. So I, I, I actually thought, yes, it, let's put it this way. 
if Paul George thought that was an incredibly pressure situation, pressure moment, if I'm Ty Lue, I'm not giving him the ball down one to go shoot a couple free throws. Let's put it that Preach. way. Preach. Because yeah. I, I thought he was in position to split at the very least. Mm-hmm. He's but that shot put on the guys. second shot. He's an 89 percenter, and we're talking about maybe he'll split. That tells you all you need to know about this guy. Travis, they're like one of the best free, free throw shooting Ever. teams last season in no, all they're the, time. They're the best free throw shooting team in the history of the league. <laughs> no, that's they're not. <laughs> that's a fact. Well, <laughs> yeah. well mean, the fact is they got that stat when it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Over or underrated? Coming up next, it's Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Travis and Slee in 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thank you very much, Chris. And let's start with birthdays like always, LZ. You know, this All is what right. you love to do. So, But just so you guys know, Travis and Sliwa, you do have a get-out-of-jail-free card. If there's ever a question. No, no, no. Oh, no, go ahead, Greg. No? Don't let him no, pull No, because they're only here for one day. All right, all right. That's, <laughs> that's fair enough. That's not fair. No, no, that's fair enough. All right. No, If you were here every day, then you could have a get-out-of-jail-free card. He's bullying people yep, again. He did. Oh, he did. I'm he totally I'm you. snitching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we're going to start with ULZ, like always. Francis McDormand or Ladanian Tomlinson? You know what? See, now is a good time to talk about that card. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get me in trouble, man. I'm oh, using my card. You're going to use your card today? Of all days. All right, well, that's Again? you. Francis McDormand got like 15 doggone Oscars. <laughs> right. That's why it's hard. And Tomlinson is probably still good for 1,500 yards. Who am I going to say is overrated? Fine. LZ is using his get-out-of-jail-free card for the week. So, Travis, Francis uh, McDormand or Ladanian Tomlinson? Overrated or go, underrated? Uh, underrated for LT. Wow. I think if, if I if I understand the game right. I don't I'm not even hundred percent sure I know what I'm picking here. Yeah, am I that's picking okay. Neither better? is Cap and he's been here for months, so <laughs> So am I g- give me the am I picking the rule. somebody that yes. thinks one of them is overrated, one of them is underrated. Got it. Okay. Underrated, then I got it right. Underrated Ladanian Tomlinson. Because that dude played on a I don't and the NFL doesn't really have small markets, but he played on teams that didn't get a ton of national TV coverage. He played on teams that weren't very good and he put on a show every single Sunday. I don't know if you went to somewhere like Indianapolis or Minnesota or Tampa if they have any idea how good LaDainian Tomlinson is. Uh, no question for me, LT. I mean, I went to a lot of those games down in San Diego, underrated. Um, he was so big in San Diego and outside of SD. I don't think that many people were paying too much attention to him. Um, he kind of drove the city for a number of years. I know the Chargers choked in the playoffs a couple different times, but I'll say LT underrated. So that means that both of you guys are saying that Francis McDormand is overrated. Just I'll, making that clear. Just I making will that say clear. this. Uh, other than the, the Billboard movie, I can't think of another one she was in. So, yeah. Wow, she, she literally she just to, won the Oscar. She, she literally DM, just won the Oscar. If she wants to DM Travis, she's feel free. You know, I, I, I would be upset, too, if I was her. Travis <laughs> she, Rogers. She literally just won the Oscar. For what? 
for Nomadland. Oh, I'm sure it was wonderful. No, actually, no. I'm not I'm accepting this from you because I know you don't watch movies. <laughs> I saw the billboard one. I like that. That was good. Yeah, three billboards was fantastic. She was yeah. in Fargo. How we do you did. not I, know Fargo? Yeah, I, I saw that one too. I did see no, that. Fargo's so, amazing. Right. Two. Fargo's amazing. And she's she married to a Cohen brother. You know what? You guys are off. I can't. <laughs> LZ, well, you ducked the question. You, yeah, you because did. I'm a wimp. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, Travis, we'll go to you. Now it's just one is just overrated or underrated. That's it. Okay. So, all right. So today, this actually just came out. Rob Manfred said today to The Athletic, my view is the first two days have gone very well when talking about the uh, talking sticky to the pitchers, stuff? the sticky stuff pitchers. Should I keep going for the conversation or just that yeah. one line is enough? I, I think I got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> is this overrated or underrated? It's totally overrated. That it, it's it's first of all, it's not just sticky stuff. Everybody thinks that if you take this spider tack and the sunscreen and rosin and super glue and whatever else they're using to make this ball stick to their hand, that all of a sudden everyone's going to become Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer. It's not. These guys have learned how to pitch differently over the years. You're going to see guys continue to put up crazy numbers. You're going to see guys continue to strike out a bunch of guys, throw crazy breaking balls. This entire thing is overrated because they, they're trying to find ways to fix the game other than address what really needs to be fixed, and that is get more bats on balls. This isn't going to do it. Uh, I'll go underrated. And, Travis, it was you that told me about a month ago that baseball's got a big issue because all these guys are throwing no hitters. There's not enough offense. They are trying to address it. They look like idiots in the process. Don't get me wrong. They do. I mean, yesterday was a joke in baseball. Every highlight you saw was Max Scherzer and basically on the verge of taking his pants off in the middle of a game. That's Sergio not exactly Romo did take his off. That's not exactly the best look for your, you know, obviously for for baseball. Well, speak but here's for a, yourself. Here, here. <laughs> Dudes are stripping on the field. What? You, what? What channel? What channel we on? Um, it's still Pride Month. We got 15 days left. But I, I think at the end of the day, the only reason why I say it's underrated, they're trying to address it. In a month from now, I don't think it's going to have as much juice as it does at the moment. So, yes, baseball looks stupid at the moment, but I think over time, hopefully mission accomplished and there's more offense in baseball. Listen, the issue isn't the sticky stuff. The issue is the mentality of the batters and the pitchers. That's the real issue. And this is what I mean. Batters have become so addicted to the long ball, no pun intended, that they don't care if they strike out. There used to be a time in baseball when getting when, when strikeouts were embarrassing. But because of our infatuation with you know, home runs, batters don't care. And as a result, I think everything has shifted. We joke about Max Muncy and his patience at the plate, but the reality is is that, you know, he's an outlier. Guys are looking to, you know, they they want to win the game in the first inning and the first swing. And I don't know if there's anything you can do from a policy, legislative, you know, rule aspect to change that mentality. It is just the reality of where we are right now. Batters want to hit home runs. That's why we've seen the numbers the way that we have, both in terms of the offense, but also in terms of the number of strikeouts, because they don't care if they strike out. It's true. All right, we'll go to the next one, and this one goes to Allen. 
Alan, Ime Udoka is going to be the next head coach of the Boston Celtics. And the that's, first? Is that the first? Uh, yeah. yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> no, that's, the, not, that's not the question. Oh, oh, oh. Coach of the I know Celtics. what you're doing. No, no, no. I just figured this was a week for making history because we got Carl Nathan. I was like, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> so good for Ime Udoka. Really happy for him. But did you know that Ime Udoka is married to Nia Long? Mm, mm, Does this mm, marriage mm. make Udoka overrated or underrated? Underrated. No question about it, underrated. By the way, I, I did find earlier today that, you know, kind of makes its way into Twitter like, hey, here's an FYI. Uh, I'd say underrated. Um, it's kind of funny because we won't go into the tweet, another tweet that went out earlier today. But anytime you get one of those coaches from that San Antonio Spurs, how often does this happen? It's like the um, – he was part of the San Antonio Spurs. But you kind of get like the, the branches or whatever you can say. You just automatically think, hey, this could be a good coach in the NBA. I'll be curious to happen, but I'll say underrated because of his wife. LZ? Um, I don't think they're married, but I get where you're going. Um, oh, they're not? No, I think they're just together. You know, these young people, yeah. even though they're both older than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is such an underrated move. Nia Long is loved, man. Yes loved by many people, but especially in the black community. And if you're the Boston Celtics and you just had Danny Ainge say, I don't listen to black players, but give me some more white opinions, then you need to do all you can to try to make sure that the imagery is cleansed. And there ain't nothing like having like the one of the original OG sisters in Hollywood sitting on the sideline saying, go ahead, Jason. You got that baby. <laughs> so I'm going to say this is all underrated. It is fantastic. And congratulations for making history as being the first. <laughs> first person married to Nia Long to coach the Celtics? Yes. <laughs> I think that's what the tweet was supposed to say. <laughs> Jeez, or either that or, either that or he was playing like one degree of separation from the boys in the hood or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, just so it says the couple became Ime Odoka has became engaged in 2015 though Long has stated she has no plans to marry so you are correct they're engaged they're fiancés yes yeah right I'm still thinking I can make a move <laughs> that's why I knew that information <laughs> he's got snatchback power y'all tripping <laughs> no look I'll, I'm making it unanimous because I know who Nia Long is and I know what she looks like and good on him so anything he does after that he means he's not getting nearly enough credit so he's definitely underrated <laughs> I'll leave it at that alright alright so we talked a little baseball right there not the sticky stuff but the Dodgers and the pods and the pods seem to have the Dodgers number does it matter that's coming up next on Sedano LZ and Cap with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast constant contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing social media posting and even events management with Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. What's the matter with you, Bergman? Are you serious? So, no, that one was a little bit over. We overboard. don't have enough time, Travis, to go through <laughs> all God. It was, it was, That one was Pickle. overboard. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the L on that. But Michael Keaton Did you workshop that take at all before no, you said it, it out was, loud? It was Val just a little Kilmer. bit. Yeah, Val Kilmer was good. I actually Probably a big fan it. of the George Clooney Batman, No, no, too, no. Right? Whoa, whoa. Don't go overboard now. That's just wild. But no. Ben Affleck? No, absolutely not. No Ben Affleck. Ooh, that was Michael, Michael Keaton is the best Batman, period, end of story. You Not don't get Christian to Bale. say period in the story for after me. you said that about Val Kilmer and Christian Bale. No, no. See, you keep you going don't back to the Val Kilmer thing. It's not. You are the Patrick thing. Beverly in this situation. Once you pretend <laughs> as if headbutting Devin Booker You're didn't happen, right we don't listen to you anymore. Hey, look, maybe the air between their two faces caused that giant gash on his nose. You never know. You know, <laughs> he just be- immediately started complaining <laughs> while bleeding from Beverly the head. Does. Devin Booker looked like he went through nine rounds yesterday by the time the game was over. Yeah, he. Dude. I didn't know he had that in him, by the way. I knew he was a great player. I didn't know he had that kind of grind. He he was tough as nails yesterday. That's, that's a good point. It's like you you kind of have a different respect when the dude is, you know, goes back to the locker room, comes back, couple stitches, like, yeah, give me the ball. Like, yeah, nothing happened. Well, where do you think he's from? Kentucky. No, 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 no. Where do you know? Where was he born? I don't know. Is he, is he from Detroit? He's from Michigan, baby. Mm. He was born in Michigan. That's how we do out in Michigan, <laughs> man. We're tough. We got to be tough. Our weather is messed up. Our economy is messed up. You got to be tough. I expected Book to do what he did because that's what you do when you're from Michigan. And I'm glad that he did because it was it was an incredible thing to watch. I, I want to go back to Batman for a second before we get too far off of this. That Batman... 32 years ago, the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson movie of Batman. I think, are, are we all in agreement that the Dark Knight, that Batman is the best Batman? We, I mean, that's other than Greg. One. The Dark Knight is the best yeah, Batman. Yeah, that's uh, other, than, other than Greg, who likes Val Kilmer. We don't version. listen to Greg no, no, in no, these No, stop in with these the Val moments. Kilmer nonsense. And Chris keeps bringing that up. I'm, I'm saying that Chris this Don't blame Chris. Yeah, I heard it my you own what you say. Chris didn't it, make it up. It was over. I'm saying it was, I, I take my L on that one. That's totally fine. But Michael Keaton, I still think, is the better Batman. But. This that Batman is the second best Batman. No, that that version of it because it kind of rebooted it. It hadn't been on for a while, and the, for a lot of people prior to that, we're remembering the Adam West campy '60s TV show Batman. So this is when we got back to kind of brooding evil, dark Batman. Yeah, I, and and there was also like this for me anyway. Um, what separates the Dark Knight from all of them, including the other Christopher Nolan ones? Was I felt Batman might die, and I didn't feel like that in any other Batman movie. I thought Dark Knight he might die. Well, Joker was killing everybody in that movie. Blew up the hospital, like you've said a hundred times. I mean, I'll give you this, Greg. That is a good Batman, but Dark Knight is the that's that's the cream of the crop one. See, but do you like him himself as the Batman, or is it more of Heath Ledger as the Joker that you like better? It's both. Yeah, I think is it both? Everything. Okay, if you're if you actually think it's both, and you're talking about Christian Bale's version of Batman, that actual version, then that's your opinion. That's totally fine. Christian but Bale's most people is think more of, sinister. Michael Keaton. Look, I'm still seeing Mr. Mom half the time when I see Michael Keaton. I'm still thinking of him taking out back the whoopee from one of his kids. I'm not really feeling the Michael Keaton. It was good, and I bought him in it, but it was still like Christian Bale is dark and scary. 
Okay, so you're associating Michael Keaton with other movies. You're not associating with Batman himself. Yes. Okay. See, that's fair. I associate Michael Keaton with Batman. Travis, you know what I you know what I think of him when I think of Mike Michael Keaton? I think of the other guys. Remember where he's working at uh <laughs> where's he's working at where is he working at IKEA? Do you know what I'm talking about? I Do you remember don't. the uh, Remember the other guys with uh, Will Ferrell and um, – do you guys ever watch that or no? I, the other guy – oh, that cop movie? The cop movie. Yeah, like I, 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 I've, I've seen it. I haven't seen it okay. in a million years. By, yes, by the way, let me just say this. That's one of Will Ferrell's most underrated movies that he's done. Hilarious. Yeah, not bad. Uh, but one Will of his Ferrell more underrated. Hasn't missed a ton. Hey, so this is new. I didn't know that I have something in, in common with Mookie Betts, but I do. Mookie's not going to play tonight because he's got the stomach flu. So you can you can put that on the list of things that Mookie Betts and I have in common, and it, it ends right there. But apparently, it's good now that we're all back out in the world. We're all giving each other our cooties all over again. So Mookie got dropped by stomach flu, much like I did the last couple of days. What um, did he eat? It doesn't say, but he's down. He what? played yesterday when he probably shouldn't have because of it. So now it's going to go through the entire Dodger lineup. We're just going to see that one guy every couple do, of Travis? days is going to drop down. No, I haven't done anything. I haven't been to the Dodger Stadium in three weeks. I'm fine. I didn't do this. Yeah, we need to go back and do some contact tracing for you. <laughs> Say that again, LZ? We need to do some contact tracing to see if you actually <laughs> may have passed it on to someone who could have passed it on to Mookie and the guys. Look, I, I don't. Somebody get that man some ginger ale and saltines and get him back in the lineup. And some applesauce, apparently. <laughs> yeah, applesauce, bananas, all of those things that your mom would give you when you get the stomach flu when you were a kid because that is that's absolutely brutal. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this series. And, and the Padres have been beating the Dodgers pretty regularly this year. The Dodgers took two out of three in that very first series of the year. And since then, the Padres have kind of owned them. They took three out of four. They've taken the first two of this series. They're three of the Padres are six and three against the Dodgers this year. And for the Padres, now let me be specific here. For the Padres, I think this is meaningful. It gives them a little bit of, you know what? We can beat these guys. We can beat Kershaw. We can beat Bauer. We can beat these guys. They haven't gotten to Bueller yet, but they can get to them. So when they do run into each other in the playoffs, if they do, I think there's a little bit there. I don't think the Dodgers sweat this for one single second, but I think there's value in it if you're a Padre player. Well, there has to be value in it because this is your World Series. (laughs) This is as good as it gets. And I don't mean to throw shade. It's just when I look through your history, that's what your history says. So if you don't like, if you're a Padres fan, if you're in the San Diego area, if you're Kiki, and you don't want people talking bad about your team, and if you're a part of that franchise and you don't want people talking bad about you, there's really only one thing you can do to change that. Win when it matters. That's the reason why I don't use the hard word when I talk about you guys. No. I use other words. I compliment your stadium location, you know, and... You know, the, 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 your weather, you have good weather. They got great tacos down there, LZ. They do have great tacos. And that barbecue joint down there, too. Yeah, that, that little, also that's, solid. It's really solid, right? Really solid. And as I said, I've been very successful in the Hillcrest area. But besides all of that. <laughs> I knew we'd get to it eventually. <laughs> Travis, I'm like Otani down there, man. And my batting average down the Hillcrest is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I might be heading to the Hall of Fame, man. With the Padres, but I'm glad that you enjoy your time in San Diego. It's nice. It's a nice town. Yeah. <laughs> it is a nice town. That's why I don't go down there by myself no more. But anyway, the point being is that they haven't done anything to make us nervous about what happens in a regular season. You're See, not in order for us to work. 
about in the order fact for me Tatis to be worried and Cronenworth no, and all these guys seem pretty comfortable against the Dodger pitchers. In order for me to be worried about what happens in a regular season, you first need to have done something to me in the postseason. I don't worry if it's the other way around. Or just done something something in the postseason, period. Right? I mean, right. And and, and the only reason why, LZ, I say that is because I think this is interesting. I think you can look at it both ways. The Padres, for the first time in a very long time, are being talked about because they got some individual talent and they're a pretty good team. But they have not, you know, obviously there hasn't been the, the history that the Dodgers have over the last seven, eight years. You can't really compare many teams to it. And then finally, the, uh, the, the World Series that they got last year. So I, I could see the Dodgers saying, yeah, the regular season's not a big deal. Oh, by the way, we've had so many injuries, and there are reasons why we're sitting in second place in the NL West. But the one thing I will say that could be a little bit dangerous about giving a team like the Padres confidence, Padres now are walking in saying to themselves, hey, I, th- I think we could actually beat the Dodgers. We're actually playing them pretty decent in the regular season, where if it was the other way around and Dodgers had taken six of seven from the Padres, that's got to be the most hopeless feeling for, for a team that not only hasn't accomplished anything in a really long time, but you're also getting rocked on a game-in-game-out basis. Yeah, wrap it up, Slee. we got something yeah. important to yeah, get yeah. to. <laughs> Sounds like S. S. Slee. You go into a new apartment. Mm-hmm. The colors on the wall are bright white. Almost like a you know hospital bright white. Mm-hmm. So you want to change. What color are you painting your apartment? Um, yeah. So I don't own the place, so I'm probably not putting much work into it to begin with. Um, and it's just paint, be on- man. It's just paint. But that's the thing. Got to be honest with you. I don't think I've in every place I've been in, it's been white. In, oh in every place I've been in, I don't God. think I've touched the color of like the walls. Like institutional white, like you're in a uh, an asylum. <laughs> Listen, you're doing like your you don't show. need to turn the lights on to see white. <laughs> Travis, you're doing your show in a dungeon right now. Okay, <laughs> true. We call Wait, it the murder color, room. What color are your walls right now? In this room, they're kind of uh, beige, almost like Ooh, taupe. Oh, <laughs> taupe! You know, taupe Ooh, is underrated. Is definitely white. I like taupe. It's un, it's an underrated color. It's the yeah. color that you use when you don't want people to notice you. <laughs> that's my well, LZ, you, you know, you know what I do. LZ, that's kind of my if, entire mo in life. LZ, <laughs> if I had to just pick, keep it moving, if I had to pick a color, like a light, light gray, that's what I pick. Like prison. <laughs> with you, with you and Caruso hanging out, going, "Yo, dog, what did you do?" With By the lines way, of Alex Caruso. Wall. That's not that's no free that's no Alice point. Caruso for real, man. <laughs> yeah, all right, we uh, LZ mentioned Patrick Beverly. I've got a confession to make about Patrick Beverly. We'll get to that when we come back. Plus, what you need to know.